And welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. My guest this week is Joe Erla. You probably best know Joe from Seinfeld, where he was Dugan, an employee at Jay Peterman, you know, kind of butting heads with Elaine. Of course, we talk about that, and he kind of fills us in about how his character was supposed to have a larger role in the show. But Joe is so much more than Dugan, he's a very accomplished actor, having guest starring roles on The Wire, The Americans, and so many other shows, a bunch of Law and Orders, uh, movie-wise, Disclosure, Deep Impact, Sleepers, to name a few. We talk about keeping busy during the pandemic. Joe, really nice guy, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with him. So, Joe, thank you so much for joining me this morning. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. It's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. So I know the last, like, I guess you can say now, it's almost 18 months. It's been pretty much crazy for everybody. But how was that time for you and how did you spend it? Well, my, uh, my, well, my youngest daughter was, uh, was seven when COVID hit. So she was in second grade. And I, I you know, I guess I, I've, <laughs> I've said this before, but I, you know, I've played incredible, I've had great luck. I've played Petruchio, I've played, you know, incredibly difficult roles on stage and had long film shoots in Panama that were disastrous. And I've never lots of experience. Nothing compares to second grade math with an oppositional seven-year-old. That was the most challenging thing emotionally, psychologically I've ever done in my life. It, 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 my seven-year-old turned to me at one point last spring and said, daddy, math is ruining our relationship. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's true. Right. And yes, it was so hard. Oh. I, the lack of work uh, because of the industry shut down yeah. was, you know, not, uh, not great, but my, but my tasks as a parent were so overwhelming that it really wasn't that bad. I mean, now we've got a health insurance issue that we have to process and okay. we'll get through that too. You know, a lot of SAG members who depend on getting that guest spot on Law & Order or getting a week on on, on Chicago Med, you know, like, uh, God, that's, that's what I need. If I, can get an, if I can get another one of those one week hmm. jobs in Chicago, yeah. we'll make health insurance again this year. Um, okay. But right now the business is still barely recovering i've already had a couple of gigs but but my agents you know they're they're focused on getting the theater people in new york back back on the, on the boards and they should be because that's really uh it's really hard much harder for people who rely on the theater um because you have to work a lot of weeks consecutive to get that health insurance so let's let them do their job i'm 35 35 plus years and 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 I've had a lot of success, so I'm not going to be too selfish. The, right. Um, and the, so anyway, uh, the last year was hard, um, but luckily things will pick up a little bit. Um, you know, they'll pick up a little bit. And yeah. little, uh, well, it's a good thing you don't have to worry about second grade math anymore. Now you got to worry about third grade math. Yeah, you know, the hybrid wasn't fun either. Um, <laughs> no. My daughter hated the hybrid stuff, and uh, and she she was not having a good time. Neither one of our kids were had a good year in school. Yeah. And we're just trying to chalk it up. It was worse for them socially. They didn't have friends. They couldn't play. It was unbearable. Yeah. So it's going to get better. Yeah. It's, Unless my, the Delta variant comes back, comes here from everyone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
I know. That's too much, man. Yeah, it's the sequel. You know, it's not what we need. You know, yeah. Right, like yeah. My son, who was a junior or what just finished junior year, thrived under the, the you know the whole hybrid. My daughter, not so much. Just graduated um, elementary school, but thankfully it's back to normal here in in Connecticut. I can imagine it's almost like the same way in New York, Mm -hmm. but. and they taught us math differently when we were younger, opposed to what uh-huh. it is now. You know, you got to explain everything, and it's ridiculous. I it really can't is. Even. Yeah. I can't. Even. Yeah. Okay. So I got better. I got better yeah. at second grade and third grade math. I, I I did, and I just passed it off to my wife. And my son. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> I couldn't. Do it. Not now, but yeah. You mentioned I, yeah, I mentioned Broadway, and do you think it could fully recover? Well, you know, again, I think we have we still have a have an issue with the the level of tourism in New York City. Um, it seems you know we go in on a regular basis, and uh, I I think it's going to be hard until we've reached you know seventy five eighty percent vaccination rates. Right. Um, <clears throat> I know if I was a Broadway producer, where your your odds of losing money are still great it's under great. the best of circumstances that I would be loath to, to put down the 2 million for development of a play that you liked. And remember the, the pipeline mm. is long. So they, right. they go see something at La Jolla. So La Jolla Playhouse has developed something and they go see it. And then two years later, they have put the money in it and it has finally reached New York City. That, right. That's a long time. That's where sure. the angels in America comes from. They come from, that's where these, innovative or wonderful you know new things come from they're taking some risks it appears they've taken they've decided to go forward with some plays that hadn't had long tryouts but but it's going to be challenging i would i would expect get some to see some small cast shows to begin with with a couple of celebrities right right so uh yeah will it come back you know i'm worried about new york in general <clears throat> I'm worried about the economy of New York in general because so much of it depended on on the bravery of uh, uh, entrepreneurs, you know, who right. open little shops and know that they got the foot traffic to handle it. So, I mean, I'm worried about about overall economy in New York City. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been fortunate enough to work from home since <clears throat> last March, but I I travel did travel into the city every day and. I haven't been back since last March. So yeah. I can only imagine how, you know, when I go back in September, how it's going to be a lot of the places that maybe I had lunch or stopped in, if they're even going to be there anymore. Yeah, know? no, a lot of them are gone. It's really sad. Yeah. Like favorite restaurants and favorite little ice cream parlors and stuff like that. But, yeah. but then, um, yeah. there was no way for me to do anything for <clears throat> with the home, with the homeschooling. Yeah. I, mean, I suppose we could have hired a nanny and tutor to be here right. starting at nine o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but both our kids had different needs. My, my older right. daughter is in a French program. So she needed to be taught in French by my wife and I've got the younger one. And, and what was I going to, what was I going to do? I'm not going to, I'm not going to go back in New York and teach acting in New York city to who and where yeah. and, and acting <clears throat> is not something I don't think acting can or should be actually taught remotely. Right. Um, the best teachers have their finger in your belly and they're really getting, you know, close up close and personal. And that's how it has to be because it's a, it's a living, breathing thing. 
acting. It's not a, it's not, you're not learning a, you know, some kind of weird, even acting for the camera. I can teach craft a little yeah. bit um, about eye movement. I can teach a little bit about how to use the frame, but I wasn't going to be doing any supplemental thing, but just, you know, I'm lucky, man. I'm lucky. I got, I, I got the Seinfeld episodes still sending me money. You know, I got, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm, I'm very lucky. <laughs> very lucky. Yeah. Well, Get to that in, in a bit. I'm, 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 a, I'm a crazy Seinfeld fan, so we'll, oh, we'll get to that. But now, like you mentioned about like teaching acting, you know, remotely and through Zoom. Have you had any auditions through? Zoom? Yeah, most it's been self taping, and that's okay. been interesting. Uh, and right. I really, uh, actually, really, I'm a big fan of self taping. Okay. I didn't think I was gonna be at first. Uh, it's very disruptive in the home. You got to create a spot. You got. I need my wife to run camera and read the lines, and she's not an actress, and right. so she hated it at first. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've gotten my technology is okay, my lighting is okay. I've got. Uh, I've. I've. I've worked it out. I've worked it out, and I, I really like the product that I'm sending to my agents, and it's 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 getting me some work. So. Okay. I think it's I think it's fine. Self taping right. is, is probably here to stay. It yeah. saves casting directors a lot of money. You know, I imagine a lot of the things that were yeah. had before are yeah. going to be gone just to cut yeah. corners and save money. It's you know, yeah. it's a new brave new world, so to speak. And I actually I think, think my auditions are are better. Right. Um, so uh, and that's the most important thing to a certain yeah. extent. You know. So. Yeah. And you can do as many takes as you want since yourself. Yeah, I do as many takes as like the other day. The the job I most recently got with two one take. We okay. did the first one, and I just went, "Okay, I'm sending that. I'm yeah. just I'm sending that." It was right. perfect, right? And and that's because we've been doing it now for a long time. We've yeah. been doing self taping, um, right? But you know, I can't. The only thing you can't do in self tape is uh, um, charm your way into a job. Right. Outside of the <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you don't get to like really suck up to the casting directors, and many of them I've known for so many years. Yeah. Like, it's like old friends, right? So right. I miss that. I miss seeing my my friends at the audition. Right. But on the other hand, the waiting room chat between actors mm. has never been my favorite part of. I'm the sure. Movie. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm right. Chatting. Yeah. Have you like you know charmed your way or bullshitted your way to to a part? Um, no, but, uh, when you're meeting, uh, with, if, if you're, if your personality, this is, this was a hard lesson for me. <laughs> I had to learn this the hard way, but if your personality, um, is, um, likable, um, casting directors will be more inclined to perhaps give you a, a second take that you right. might need. They'll give you the, the adjustment that they know the director is looking for. And those things can go a long way toward getting you the job. So um, it's, it's, it is really important to be, to be as, to be happy, make them happy when you walk in the room, right. you know, make them happy to see you when they walk, when you walk in the room and uh, make them glad that you were there when you leave. These are stupid, I mean, sort of pat things to say, but. Right, but it's true. <laughs> Think about, I don't, I'm gonna nuts and bolts, but you're asking the questions and so I'm gonna answer with the director, right? Um, you have a little scene that may be only uh, about five or six lines because they weren't able to find a longer section, especially films are not dialogue based. Films are visual. So the dialogue is not as important as it is in theaters. So there often aren't that many lines and sort of your presence 
your honesty, your believability on camera is what they're figuring out. And your does your type match? Does your right. does your natural do your natural instincts fit what they're looking for? So there's an enormous amount that you can convey outside of the scene to the director that might get you the part because they have to work with you right. for hours and hours on camera. They need to know that you're flexible. They need to know that you're going to be easygoing, take direction. Well, there's a lot of things that are more or as important at least, or if not more important than the, than the silly little scene that you do in when you're uh, auditioning. So um, yes, you can talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I have on multiple occasions over the course of my career um, made an impression. You know, I think Barry Levinson, when I was younger, we hit it off right off the bat. And, and the second time I, or the first time I, I saw him, I actually talked myself into the wrong job. Oh. Uh, and I should have talked myself into the comic role and I didn't. Um, but uh, instead I sort of convinced him that I could do anything. Right. And that's not the right idea. I should have said, you should, you should put me in the funny role, Barry. Yeah. And I, but I was young and I didn't know that, people always remember funny yeah you know you're the funny guy you the one who's remembered so instead i got the guy in a suit who had to do some really cool things but it wasn't the guy with the funny with the funny sense of humor which is kind of what i wish i wish i'd gotten in that in, in that movie so yeah which movie was that um that was uh oh my god um uh now i'm blanking it's the one with demi moore and michael douglas disclosure oh, uh disclosure yeah okay yeah, no, that, 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 was a, that was a good movie too. I remember. It's just a, yeah, I made yeah. a lot of money. It made a yeah. lot of money and it was successful. And Michael Douglas is, is hands down in my in my professional experience. He, he's probably the nicest star right. that I've ever met. He came up to me. I'll tell this anecdotal story because it's so great. He uh, first day on the set, and I'm I'm pretty young, so I'm walking into this big airplane hangar of a set. And I I like Ugh, you know I, I didn't know what I was doing and I know I had to show up for a costume fitting and from way 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 in the distance I see this guy walking toward me right. and as he comes closer I notice that it's Michael Douglas and I'm like oh my god it's Michael Douglas you know I'm his face walking straight for yeah. me and he comes up to me I've never met him before in my life and he comes up to me and he reaches out to shake my hand and says hi my name is Michael Douglas you're Joe Orla and you're playing I can't remember who the character is you're right. playing so in the movie, it's really nice to, to meet you and I look forward to working with you. And like the dude had studied the, the, the photos of the actors he was gonna be working with, memorized their names. Wow. And went out of his way to make me feel welcome and to make me feel important. He didn't have to do that. Most stars don't bother doing that. Right. I don't wanna you know, name names and of make you know, people mad at me, but that was astonishing. It was so, I loved him. I like loved him immediately, right? Right. So good for him. You know, he 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 he's not. He's remained decent and um, you know giving and wonderful. So that's all. Right, and like just that like little interaction, that little couple minute interaction. I mean, you're still talking about that to this day. I know. And I know. had an effect. So I mean, it's just like just goes to show you what you know niceness can do. I agree. Right? Yeah. It makes an impact. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you get the acting bug? <clears throat> oh, uh, you know, I wanted to be a baseball player. Uh, right. That's what I really wanted to do. And I played baseball 
and I did acting because I was bored and um, I wanted to just keep busy. Uh, the school system I went to was really bad. And, and so I was, I tried to do everything I possibly could to keep from, you know, um, losing my mind. So I did the acting because it was fun. I wanted to be a baseball player. I grew up idolizing, you know, the players on the Tigers. And I just, I want my, my brothers and I played in the front yard every day. And I ended up making the baseball team at the University of Michigan, and which was really uh, amazing. I was really excited about it, but my parents were completely unsupportive of that. And I also had a really difficult time uh, handling my school load. I mean, you, you know, there's been a lot of scandals about this, but this, but Big, big Ten uh, athletics, right. they want you like from all day they want you in the in the gym working out right. at 6 30 in the morning right they they were like immediately like you're going to put on 30 pounds of muscle in the next year right and this is like they had a plan for me yeah and i had trouble doing organic chem okay. and doing <laughs> baseball and right then i got injured and i quit i had to quit because i couldn't keep up and it was really disappointing and i think the acting thing was kind of like my fallback dream. Um, and then a theater history professor convinced me that it was actually, it had value, like social value that that it's always been around and it's always kind of been, it's been important in culture since the Greeks, you know, right. like convinced me it was important. And I wanted a challenge and I really, and I think that, you know, acting, um, it's one of the hardest things you can try to do. I don't think I realized how hard, but you're trying to figure out how to how to magically become somebody else without anybody else realizing it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you're it's yeah. like you're an artist, but your palette is your right. feelings. It's it's really a complicated and challenging art form, and I wanted something that was really really challenging. So. And then you see a couple people who are really, really good, you know, like right. early John Malkovich in Chicago before okay. anybody knew who he was. When I saw him in Chicago at Steppenwolf, I went, wow. Oh my God, you mean that that's possible? So I saw a couple of people mm -hmm. who really kind of blew my mind and I and it gave me a bar that was really high to shoot for. And that I mean that was exciting. It was exciting. Yeah. Is, is acting harder than hitting a 95 mile an hour fastball? Absolutely, man. It's not, there's no question. I mean, you gotta, it's, it's so complicated. It's right. so complicated. I mean, I think, I think, I mean, I don't know. You hit, hitting a 95 mile an hour fastball, if you're really, really good, you do it one, three times out of every 10. Yeah. You, know, you get a hit three times out of every, getting a hit is really, really hard. Yeah. People fail at it all the time. Right. Acting, you fail. You deal with rejection and also you have to try to have a long career unless you're going to shift at age 40 when you know when you lose your looks right and you shift into something else yeah. um you got to keep it going that's really challenging i mean i i've i've done everything i mean i've done everything yeah. you you i had a long very lucrative career in voiceover in the aughts that i talked my way into i went into my yeah. agents and i went I'm not interested in being a starving actor. I want to get involved in this, right? I was, there were a couple of years where I couldn't do anything else. I got success doing it. And I, I couldn't, I literally couldn't, do, they couldn't right. let me do anything else 
because we were shooting hundreds of spots for radio and television, for regional con- you know, yeah. markets. And it was, ins- it was insane. It was insane. So I've done everything um, to, to make a living at it, but it's very, very small percentage of people who go in acting. Right. End up doing, having a 35 year career. Yeah, so it sucks. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of rejection. Um, I'm jealous of all of my classmates who've done better than me, but I'm also <laughs> extremely lucky. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, I mean, it's also like you, you know, baseball reference, you know, three out of 10, you know, get hits three out of 10 at bats, probably get three, you know, jobs out of 10, right? Yeah. Imagine. Not, so. no, you lucky? Much, much, much fewer than that. Okay. Uh, if, if you're, well, if you're submitted perfectly, um, you can start to get, you know, a, a good percentage of them. But um, but casting is like a Rubik's Cube. You know, when casting a project, it's like a Rubik's Cube and the scripts are changing constantly. And um, so it, it's very hard for the directors and the casting directors to put it together. That's why they need to see like 40 people sometimes, you know. Um, but I also think it's not the same. The challenges of acting on camera or acting on stage been talked about a lot, but it's uh, doing a part like a Petruchio eight nights a week um, is exhausting. Most of the biggest thing about it is, is it's physically exhausting on a level that that is only like you're running a marathon every night. It's a, it's two hours, two and a half hours of you on stage uh, speaking in poetry and yelling like with with Petruchio, he's like right. dominating everybody else on stage mm. all the time, getting into huge fights, picking up Catherine, putting her on his shoulder, running across the stage. So there's there's a lot of uh, physical and just the act of speaking Shakespeare for for long stretches mm. is takes an enormous amount of breath. It, it's literally like you're an Olympic athlete, and afterward you have to take a bath, you have to refuel, you have to sleep a lot. Yeah. You mm. know, you have to. Right take care of yourself to be able to do it eight times a week. Um, and with the, with film and film is different. Television's easy. Yeah. <laughs> the early hours of drama right. are hard, but television is, is repetitive. That's the challenge of television is that, and film is that you may have to do the same little bit of the scene 40 times. And that's a challenge that can't be compared to anything else. It's, it's, it's not, it's not normal. It takes an incredible amount of concentration to be able to do it that many times in a row. Um, and nobody wants to mess up any takes because it's an expensive business. Every time they roll camera, the, the, the dollar signs, you know, it's ka-ching, you know, every time they run yeah. the camera. So you don't want to mess that up. So everybody's super, you know, super attentive to that. The stars, are very, very professional. Most mm. of them are in, are really exacting. Um, Mariska Hargitay runs a, runs a tight ship on Law and Order, uh, Law and Order uh, Special mm-hmm. Victims Unit. Yeah. She runs a tight ship and good for her. And yeah. she's extraordinarily um, professional, um, impressively dedicated and hardworking and exacting. So, 
the challenges are different. Sorry, I'm talking too much. Oh no, stop it. <laughs> but yeah, but you you also like you kind of had the law and order. I guess you can say uh, hat trick, right? Being on yeah, three. Yeah. Uh, well, they've been going on for so long, you know. Yeah. I mean, so early on, I got the first law and order, and yeah. then uh, some sometime later, I got a second of the original law and orders, and then we did what is there's there's critical. Uh, Criminal, Criminal intent, intent yeah. and, SV, and yeah. uh, SVU, um, and uh, I just did another spinoff of a Dick Wolf. Uh, the what's there? It was it's FBI? Uh, FBI? Ah, it's the FBI something. It's a, it's a spinoff of the FBI series. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and uh, and you know. Did you may not know this actually? Probably you do, but help that's when I was made a series regular on help. uh, That was the biggest break anyone could ever have hoped for. I was up, Wesley Snipes was my David Caruso was on that, yeah, right, right. And I was the hot headed little Italian, and he was black, and and we uh, and that series somehow I got on the one Dick Wolf series that didn't go. Right. Was to be right. a series regular on the one Dick Wolf series yeah. that didn't become an eight year, yeah. you know, incredible cash cow. And it went me and Wesley Snipes, you know, forever being partners. Wouldn't that have been amazing? Yeah. The problem with that show, I think, and it was just, it was the wrong timing. Yeah. Maybe a couple of years later when Lauren Order really got going, yeah. that probably would have had a nice seven year run. I agree. Absolutely. It had some really good actors in it. It's it, you know they're doing the same thing with the Chicago Met. They're doing yeah. shows now. The Chicago yeah. series is, was uh, it's a formula that is now working really right. great. So it's yeah. okay. It's all right. good. Yeah. Now, why do you think like network TV just relies on like cop lawyers and doctor shows? Is that just like this a proven formula where all the other original type shows go to streaming and cable now? Yeah. That the the well, there's a term for this kind of procedural drama. It's yeah. Drama, right and it's uh, it's got a lot of variance but um because the the main characters are figuring something out right they're yeah. figuring something out that I, and no one else seems to be able to figure out right who's yeah. committed the crime or how did they do it or you know and and so it's a puzzle that we that is in, engaging as a formula because we connect with their thought processes, right. right? And and that keeps us watching during the commercial, basically. You yeah. know, um, the FBI one. Uh, it's most FBI most wanted. The FBI series has a lot of stuff about surveillance, so it's it's sort of one of the uh, hooks of that show is that they're utilizing surveillance footage from every possible uh means right so that they figure they're figuring right. out the crime by going can we get the feed from this can we do this can we tap into his computer computer can we can we blah 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 can we locate yeah. the phone now i mean they're doing all these things that you know people civil liberties people would just go ah no yeah. this is not okay but it, right. it functions as a tv series very well um yeah, now you've like you know guest started in like a lot of these. Um, have you gone back and watched like some of the shows just to get like you're not going to watch 14 years of SVU to you know, <laughs> catch up? But I mean, like, do you have an idea of like what the show is and kind of the storyline? Or well, since it's a lot of procedurals, it doesn't really yeah. matter. 
it's really it's really important and i'm try try to be responsible about this like when i have an audition for something it's really important to try to watch the show to get a beat on on the right. tone of the show um and and so and to, to get to know the other actors so that if and when you did meet them or work with them you, you're not a jerk you're actually respectful mm -hmm. to them um but i really all you're not asking me if I watch stuff that I've done, right? You're asking me no, no. Yeah. if I watch these shows. Hopefully you get to them, yeah. Have, um, but in the last eight years, most of what I've watched has been children's TV because my children dominate the TV. Oh, yeah. I haven't even, I, yeah. I like, I, like the other day I was like, I don't know, was it, they, it was like some golf tournament was on. Right. And it was Father's Day, right? <laughs> it was like the Masters, it was Father's Day. And I was yeah. like, oh, honey. Can I watch an hour Please. of golf? Do you think I can? You I could get you off of your program to let Daddy watch an yep. hour of golf on Father's Day. This <laughs> hysterical. Yeah. So that's my life recently. Oh yeah, no, I, I know. I, I butt heads with my daughter all the time. Yeah. It's like you have a TV in your room. Give me the TV down here. It's like no. No, please. You've seen this video so many times. Leave me oh, alone, please. Yeah, please. But you've been like some like. Me, probably some of the best shows of the past like 25 years you know guest starring on the wire the americans awesome. you know and you had you know great roles in that you mentioned surveillance so to start with the wire were you yeah. a fan yeah. of the wire before the wire. Show oh so good yeah it, it's so awesome and then the the the, the it was so consistently awesome yeah. and i think it was considered by everyone one of the best shows for for a long time right right um and the <clears throat> i will say that my experience of working on the wire was uh was unusual uh they they worked with a lot of integrity and the direction that i received while working was not the usual kind of direction where it's kind of perfunctory like hit your mark you know like just hit your mark and say your right. line and look here um they weren't working like a machine they were actually working like a movie Okay. And so the so their interaction with us with guest stars was much more detailed, and I think because of that, when I watch the episodes of The Wire, like I put snippets of portions of that on my reel, I don't recognize myself at all. I, I it's one of my one of the favorite things I've ever done because I, I watch it and I go, oh, that's just so that you're so deeply into the scene. Right. that don't even come across like, like I don't see Joe Erla at all. I see some jerk, <laughs> some Republican jerk who's like, you know what I mean? I'm like some kind of little yeah. middle, yeah. oh, it's awful. So um, yeah. I love The Wire and I, I'm, I'm really proud of that. The, uh, there were some, there were some things that didn't uh, pan the way we wanted, like the, the, homes, uh, the um, no, not homicide, um, uh, what's that show that about the about the NSA uh, people? Oh, I don't know. Um, done too many things now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had this wonderful job on uh, um, on the on Homeland. I, I got this wonderful job on Homeland, uh, playing basically a character based on Anthony Weiner. It was right after that whole thing went down. Yeah. And they wrote this part and I had this character named based on Anthony Weiner and it was really going to be super fun. Um, so pathetic. He was yeah. so pathetic and self-serving. Right. And then the writers decided 
and they didn't want to go with that storyline. So that was frustrating for me. Right, yeah. It was like, we turned down a play in New York and yeah. we're like dancing in the agent's office because I got a three episode arc on, on Homeland. 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 It, didn't, it didn't turn out to be what we wanted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually interviewed Anthony Weiner on my hockey podcast. Oh my, Boy, a hockey fan? Yeah, he's a huge, huge Islander wow. fan. So when wow. he was still involved in social media, yeah. we, you know, got you know in touch him there and came on the show. You know, wow. nice enough guy. Just ruined his career. It's a shame. Dude, I was, uh, I was a fan of him politically. You yeah. Know, until that. Right. And seeing what's going on in New York City right now, it's they probably could have used him. <laughs> what is going on? I can't. I can't even read it. I can't even read it. I don't know what's going. Yeah. Uh, it. it the election, I don't want, let's not talk about it. Yeah, exactly. It's just, <laughs> it's just fitting around during this time frame, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But like a show, also like The Americans, which I think is completely underrated and is probably one of the best shows, you know, yeah. out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, you had a guest starring role too. Were you yeah. like a fan I of that it. show too? Or did you catch up? Yeah, I, 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 I was a real fan of that show and I, and, and uh, um, I was, I think both of the lead actors are nice, doing yeah. wonderful work on it. Um, I think the producers have, have done a great job, did a great job with that right. show, um, and uh, had quite a few friends who were on it and worked on it regularly. Um, my friend Anthony Arkin is one of my best friends, and he had a long recur yeah. recurring part, like kept coming back, never got that much to do, but it was on the show for a while, and his brother was one of the co-producers of it, and I'd known him for years. So, yeah, I think it's top-notch people um, doing really good work, basically. Yeah, yeah. And a show like that, you know, it's always hard to, like, end a show. You know, yeah. always, you know, to, to, we talk about Seinfeld. But, like, that show, I think, ended perfectly, too. It's like, we yes. just, you know, ended on a, such a great note. It was yeah. just it's hard, to, Yeah. Well, let's talk Seinfeld now, because uh, I love the show. Anytime it's on, I'll watch it. I recite the lines. I still laugh, and it's great. Um, you know, you played you know, Dugan. Now, was Dugan your first or last name? It's kind of like Kramer before you know, Cosmo came out. First name Dugan. First never name. had a bet in the last name. Okay. Never, never. I not that I remember. I mean, it's right. been a long time. So yeah. But uh, there was no need to give him a right. last name. Um, the uh, Seinfeld was, you know, there was Seinfeld all had a. a what I say a little uh, something bittersweet about it in a sense, and this might be a surprise to you because when they <clears throat> again, when I got that part, like, we were we were literally we were dancing. Right. We were so excited because in the script they first sent the first episode where they were introducing Dugan, we we saw. Um, Oh, there's a there's that character who hates who hates George. I remember his name, the big fat. He's a fat guy. He was all he sort of became famous and then was in you know the Jurassic Park movies because of it. Um, night. Yes. Yeah. So you know the, it, it looked like they were introducing her nemesis, okay. Elaine's nemesis Dugan was going to end. So I had yeah. a huge arc of rage about Elaine's advancement in work and about her stupidity. Yeah. I was furious at what had happened at Jay Peterman and very yeah. vocal about it. And, and it, the, the initial script was like, hit, like um, we were so excited. <laughs> so, so, so yeah. excited. But television sitcoms work this way. 
you start out with about 40 minutes of material on Monday. By the time you get to Friday, you have 22. Because right. you can only have 22 minutes of material. So by the time you get to Friday, it's 22. Yeah. So it just kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller, pared down, and was still had, he was still that guy. Yeah. But he didn't dominate the episode like he had in the original script. And I was, I was very disappointed that I didn't get to dominate the episode because it would have made a big splash. Right. If it introduced a new character. Boom, he makes a big splash. Um, then they just kept calling me back. And, and it was random uh, and cool. Uh, uh, you know, Jason Alexander is, is just, again, one of the nicest people on the planet. Right. Um, everybody else, there were such huge stars by the time I came on that yeah. show. Having a, I would have been great if I could have built a friendship with Jerry Seinfeld or, or something, but yeah. that wasn't gonna happen. The dude was producing the show and starring the show right. and involved in the writing. Um, really nice guy. Everybody was really nice. Um, Jason was extraordinarily nice. Um, but they would call me at, like I remember one of the episodes, they called me on a Thursday and said, we wrote Dugan into this episode. We need you on the set now. <laughs> so, wow. Like, like, oh, okay, right. I'm hired right. for that week. I go in, yeah. I rehearsed a scene with like three lines. I don't remember which one it was of the one of the six, but it doesn't take much to, some of the yeah. scenes that I had were basically like looking at Elaine dance and then go, yeah, you know, right. sucks. <laughs> like make some faces, like, like yeah. character. And then, uh, and then we shoot it on Friday and, and I would, so I would work a total mm. of like six hours and that was my work, work. and get paid thousands and, and over the course of 10 years, tens of thousands of dollars for what ended mm. up being six hours of work. I probably shouldn't tell your listeners that, but right. It's, the <laughs> <laughs> right. it's the truth. It was, it was a, wonderful thing that all my friends were jealous about and it got me recognized on the streets especially in la all the time for years even in new york I yeah. would, for years i'd get stopped on the street and go you were assigned yeah. uh even today you know because the stuff still shows some stranger will come up to me and go were you so that happens on people right. will send me things manifesting no. on tv recently. yeah man. somebody somebody called me and said i'm watching you right now <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. is that is that weird for you when people do that or come well, up to you in the street it makes me, it makes me happy because right. it means uh, i'm gonna get paid yeah. um, and uh i really only think about um supporting my kids now it's really all my my focus is is is, is change you know nobody yeah. nobody tells you the amount of self-sacrifice that being not my parent uh, is right. done properly in a sense i mean mm -hmm. uh, i i being an actor is an, is a supremely narcissistic venture. You're you're really and for me, I was only focused on trying to become, you know, famous and and right. make and have a secure career forever. You know, one of those guys who's you know you have name face recognition, and that meant I put off becoming a dad. It meant I put off settling down and 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 for a long time came to the game very very late. So once I became a dad, I, I was like, no, you can't be that guy that you used to be. Yeah. I'm not going to go off to 
you know, a regional theater and do a great role and leave my wife to try to figure out how to handle the homeschool. You know, I'm not going to do that. Right. I want to be an involved dad. Yeah. I have the luxury of doing that. I think I can probably do play now because they're old enough. But for eight, nine years now, I've been exclusively trying to get jobs in television that took me away for just a short amount of time, a right. week, you know, or a movie, you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks at most, you know. Right. So, especially not- ones that would shoot in New York would be even better. Yeah, for you. that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. knock on wood. We want more of those. Yeah, hopefully. There's a lot yeah. of New York. Queens. I mean, Astoria, Long Island City. It's like one studio after another. Right. So there's a lot of television production in New York right now, right. and we're all really happy about it. That's right. Yeah, I, I grew up in Queens, so I know. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's it's good. Right. Now, like, how much direction do they give you for the character of Dugan? How much direction for Dugan? None. None. Was None. You? Zero. No. Yeah. They, the 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 uh, um, the only requirement was that you know you uh, try to be um, that you bring something to the table. Uh, it was it was the kind of show that that not demanded, but it, it you had the right to be fun. You had the right to be funny or to, yeah. to be not not you. They didn't want you to be small. They wanted you to be the soup Nazi. You know, the, the, the guest stars were people who all had got to be outraged. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. yeah. and, and it was the, the dissonance between the, the, the size of the problem and the outrage that was being expressed that was sort of a signature humor in that show, yeah. right? So, so the soup Nazi could, if you stepped out of line, no soup for you! You know, it was, yeah. it was, a, very, it was a very intense show. So... So Dugan was just hated Elaine, you know, and, yeah. and that's all they needed for me was just right. see her dance and be disgusted, be disgusted by it. Um, so we would we would do several takes where I showed varying degrees of disgust, yeah. and then I would be happy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Or the one where like you quit with uh, the protege. I love the lines yeah. like you and your deranged protege handle the catalog. <laughs> that's the line. You yeah. Must- seen it more recently than me <laughs> yeah oh yeah i i know I, I i spew out this stuff on a daily yeah. basis you know <laughs> it's yeah it's it's great now so it was uh i'm really really happy to have gotten it and it, it, it gave me it's it's the cash cow to end all cash cows and television which you know makes you remember how much money they must be making from that show oh, that's for sure that's for sure. um so um really good i wish uh I wish I would, had come in in season three instead of uh, in yeah. the season near the last couple of seasons. Maybe the Dugan could have could have had a long, long career. Yeah. You know? Right. And you would have been able to work with Larry David. Who's on the show. Yeah, right? that would have been fun. Yeah. Um, it would have been fun, especially because then maybe I could have even gotten a part on the Larry David show as a result. Exactly. Uh, I'm still, you know, every day, not every day, but, but you know, I should have been on Veep. Okay. There was the part on Veep. Okay. That reminded me of Dugan, right? He's sort of the uh, the press secretary dude. Oh and, yeah. Oh, he looks like I did when I was on Seinfeld for a while. Now oh, he's a little younger than me, but, but yeah, that would that would have been great. <laughs> See you pop on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good show. Real good yeah. show. Yeah. You did a movie, a Deep Impact, which yeah, uh, yeah, 
I guess the same <clears throat> summer they also had Armageddon. You know, I think a couple of weeks before, uh, I can't remember. That was I, yeah. Not only do I remember, I, I wrote a satirical film script because of that event. It was okay. so fascinating. And, and that the, uh, what was going on that summer, the two movies were shooting simultaneously. And there was literally competition, right. a, a sense of competition in terms of plot going on and in terms of uh, uh, casting to a certain extent. But um, the... Uh, but Deep Impact had script changes, uh, fairly radical script changes during the course of it and casting changes during the course of it. I'll, I'll never forget when the uh, producer came into the set and interrupted the shoot to announce that they had gotten um, the actor to play the father. Um, we've got, uh, what was his name? The guy who, played, who plays her father, he's this, German star, um, <clears throat> Maximilian Schell. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went, we got Maximilian <laughs> They were all excited about it because it meant that they would really secured the international sellability of the okay. film, right? right? And they were really excited about, about the international star, um, Maximilian Schell coming on, on board. Um, but the script, the script changes uh, because of Armageddon were were uh, daily, um, and I I think uh, Deep Impact was a little better. But they I were, agree. They were I both agree. disaster movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were both disaster movies. Yeah, yeah, because no, I, I mean, great time on that on that shoot. I'll tell you, that was right. a really yeah. that was fun. That was a fun thing to be around all those people and. Mimi yeah. Lee, the director, was just so much. She was right. such a great person and so nice to me. And and uh, we had so many scenes where where we had to like, you know, look at us. <laughs> it's like when you're a kid, yeah. you want to be in a disaster movie. You know what I mean? Right. You want to yeah. be when you're a kid. So right. And just the you know the cast you were with. I mean, you you mentioned Maximum and Shell, but like Morgan Freeman, James yeah. Cromwell, Vanessa yeah. Redgrave. It was pretty. Uh, yeah, Dennis Duval, Robert Duvall. Yeah. This is yeah. crazy. And yeah. I didn't get to hang out with with them uh, <clears throat> personally uh, uh, a lot. Um, but it was impressive to be part of. I have a, you know, when I'm on a, <clears throat> when I'm on a film set, I mean, some actors are, are very good at, at uh, making sure they make friends with only the most famous people on the set. Uh, right. I've never been one of those people. Okay. Uh, always sort of made friends with whoever seemed to be you know friendly um, yeah and that's just who i am maybe not the smartest maybe that's not the smartest approach but uh but it's the, the approach that fit me the best you yeah. know right so i would okay. make, make friends with assistant directors you know okay. make friends with, with whoever was there yeah. um i wasn't really ambitious about my friendships uh, i'm not sure we should be ambitious about our friendships well, i agree but you know what I mean? Yeah. But it probably helps in acting to be ambitious about your friendship right, yeah. and your relationships, the whole the whole shebang, right? Yeah. Unless the stars come up to you and introduce yourself, yeah. right? That's one thing. <laughs> well, uh Tia Leone was great. Yeah. Uh, I was she was she had no she was not pretentious at all. She was really nice and and um so good for her too. She's she's a really good person, I think. Yeah. 
So I, I know you're a baseball player. Um, I'm sure you watch it as well. You know, so you're, I'm sure a devoted uh, Tiger fan still. I am. You know, they yeah. suck, but they, you know, they're, they're, they're getting a little better. They're getting yeah. a little better. They got a lot of young players, but um, yeah. I don't know. Baseball. It's just, it's, it's, it's out of control, man. It's yeah. out of control now. Um, I'm not a big fan of what's happened to the game itself. I agree. And, you know, we could talk about it forever, but you know, even, even the, the, the greatest pitcher, you know, in the world, uh, right now for the Mets, um, Jacob DeGrom, yeah, yeah, and DeGrom, you know, he, he they want, and I, you know, if he finishes with a lower ERA than Bob Gibson did in 1968, yeah, it will be amazing. Do I think he's going to do it? Yeah, I do, because I think he's crazy. He's insanely good. Yeah. But Bob Gibson pitched like what ten consecutive complete games, yeah, giving up like three runs over the course of those ten games. Pitchers don't have to pitch complete games anymore. No, you go six innings. That's it. You go six innings, you're gone. And and I'm like, what's more impressive? What Bob Gibson did was fall. Oh, absolutely. Without question. So I'm not, you know, I'm, I like small ball. I don't like, you know, swing and miss. I don't like the, the, the strikeout stuff that's happening all over the place. I know it's good for highlights, but I'm, I'm, I'm a much bigger fan of, of, you know, a little stolen base here and there, a sacrifice bunt and, the ability to hit a sacrifice fly when you need to when Thank the game you. is tied and nobody be, seems to be able to do that anymore. Yeah. Right. You know, come on, you change your swing so Please. that you walk the ball a little bit. Yeah. You have to be able to do this, but the fundamentals are just not being taught. Yeah. No, it's not. And nothing kills me more when you have a shift for a left-handed hitter, oh. third base is open, just put one down the line. I mean, Please. Oh, That's all I ask, you know? It's like, come on. Not choke up. Yeah. And put one down the line. It's, uh, yeah. And I'll do it. I don't, I don't really get it. Yeah. It's, spend two days in spring training teaching it. That's all you got to do. I know. Like, I want a few, yeah. I want a few more Rod Carews Agreed. back in the game or yeah. Wade Boggs or, or, or yeah. any number of players. Any number right. of players. There was, there's, yeah. you know, so I'm, I'm, but whatever. Same, same thing with almost every sport. Every sport. Yeah. Hockey is still the same sport. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> The best live. Yeah, absolutely. But Joe, I appreciate your time today. Good luck with third grade math. <laughs> I know you're going to need it, you know? <laughs> well, hey, I'm going to have to do it in the fall, right? In the fall. They're all home. Back. Yeah, they're all back. Hands are, you know, our fingers are crossed. We're going to be back full time in the fall. Yeah, let's hope. I, yeah, all my kids are gone. So thankfully. <laughs> you're lucky. But, uh, yeah, but this was great today. It was really nice talking to you, man. You're, you're so easy. And a special thanks to Joe for joining me today. And if you have a guest suggestion, hit me up on Twitter at the first Noel 19 or like the page Living My Youth on Facebook. You can go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had, a lot of Seinfeld guest stars, and please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. Shows on SoundCloud, Podbean, Spotify, wherever you can listen to a podcast. A new episode comes out every week, except next week because I'll be on vacation. Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you then.